I'm David Baker, CFO of Elemental Altus Royalties Corp. We are a TSXV listed, uh, rapidly growing, precious metal focused royalty company. Uh, and we're here in Cape Town. You are. We are. We are. And the, and the sun's out. The sun's it also, is. Yeah, yeah. You never know. Back home was a little bit, a little bit colder, wasn't it? It's always nice getting on the plane to come down here. Right. We're, we're here. There's a couple of conferences. One to, one's one in Darbo. Um, I think now owned by the same company, but a big turnout. I think people are expecting great things this year. Yeah, yeah. So we've just come from uh, just come from the one to one. So we're yeah. here with a couple of different hats on. Obviously, looking for new opportunities. Obviously, here talking to investors as well. Right. Uh, so yeah, no, it's a great place to be. So we'll be in Darba tomorrow as well. I think it's a fun, it's a funny time of year, isn't it? I think you've got companies expecting. We're trying to work out, gauge the market. Yeah. What's going to go on? You know, what's the appetite for investment? What's the appetite for you know M and H AVs or whatever they need to kind of get themselves out of wherever they find themselves. Yeah, I think it makes it a really interesting time for us too, with the capital markets being so challenging. Mm. So you know, we can look to be that provider of finance. We can be we can be out there when when it you know you don't want to raise deeply discounted equity. Um, well, it's prime time for you guys, isn't it? It's interesting. There's a lot. I mean, arguably, we get too many uh, opportunities, lots of inbounds. Yeah, um, it's very tough on our BD team to to keep on top of them all. But well, yeah, it is because it's not everything out there is great. No. And if they're, asking, if, they're, if they're looking for alternative financing, that usually indicates that perhaps they're a little bit strained or stressed in, in, in certain places. So in terms of the types of deals that you guys are looking for, because you've got stuff in Western Australia, Africa, clearly, uh, a lot in Canada. And South America. In the US, yep. South yep. America. So you're all over the place. Precious metals predominantly, right? Yep. Is, it, is it entirely that? Uh, so, no, so we're about 70% gold, right. but 30%, 30% copper. So right. with our Altus merger, we picked up a, a, an excellent royalty on the Casaronas uh, mine in Chile, now operated by Lundin Mining, which we're yep. exceptionally happy about. Um, we topped up that royalty a couple of times last year as well. So we're really doubling down on, on, on their copper in Chile. Um, and the London guys are doing excellent work. Yeah. And then we picked up a development royalty, which we're really happy about from uh, RCF. So that's on Arizona Sonoran's uh, Cactus uh, project. Yeah, and George is fantastic too. He's a good right? guy, so, good operator. Yeah, correct. So, um, and obviously they've had their recent announcement with uh, Rio Tinto and Newton. Um, yeah. So I think even on, we think it was a very creative deal even on the base case assumptions. Yeah. Uh, Newton could be a game changer there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so tell us about the, the, the balance of the portfolio in terms of um, production and developments. What, what, what does it yeah, look like? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a, just shy of 90 royalties in the portfolio, 10 of which are producing. Um, and we're still quite concentrated on a couple of core royalties that are very, very high quality. So Casarone, as I say, London mining, and then to get just over 50% of our revenue would be that, and then Capricorn Metals, uh, Carla Winder project in WA. Um, that's the old um, Regis team, uh, built that mine through COVID in WA, on time, under budget. Yeah. Um, that produced 120,000 ounces of gold for a very long time. So we get 2% royalty on all of that. Yeah. So that would be more than half our royalty um, revenue. And then the next biggest one along would be Wanyon. Um, mm -hmm. which is now Lilium Mining. Yep. So a private operator used to be run by Endeavor, still really the Endeavor team running that mine. Um, so we'd get, yeah, two and a half million dollars a year right. um, from that. And then a bit of growth. And then most of that growth is coming from West Africa as well. Right, okay. I was and I always liken um, royalty and, and streaming companies to regular retail investing in a sense. You've got to build a portfolio, gives you that balance and risk profile that sees well, whatever, whatever, whatever your drivers Correct. are. Um, so, you, how do you profile that? I mean, how do you how do you look at as you've just described that balance of risk and and obviously doing things like not overpaying for a new deals? Yeah. You know, well, I think we're in a really good situation is that Fred and the team have done the hard bit first, mm. so we have revenue. So we haven't put out guidance for next year, but you could. You know, I think our consensus revenue for next year is going to be twenty two, twenty three million dollars. So that should translate into. $12 million of free cash flow. Um, so it means that we don't need to go out and overpay for revenue. We don't need to go and chase EBITDA right. 
Like we, we have that base, we have that canvas. And so it means though, we can go and have a look at high quality development assets, right. buy them at lower multiples yeah. and really get that uplift. So the, the cactus deal that we, uh, that we did with RCF is a classic, classic type of deal that we're looking right. for to build out that pipeline um, that we obviously carried through forever. Yeah, so, so if I'm looking at the, the, the sector in which you operate, that, that, that silo that you, you guys operate in, obviously you've you got the Williams and the Franklins, and they're out there. Everyone wants to be them and everyone talks the game of yeah. being like them, but they don't have the same multiples, right? And then you, there's a handful of guys that perhaps in the hundreds or millions of dollars of market cap and a whole bunch of people kind of chasing that, right? There needs to be some consolidation. It, it feels like it's, it's all a little bit bitty, and I think you know the nature of the, nature of the sector is that there will be some consolidation. But even then, and you guys have been subject to hostile. We have, yeah. <laughs> um, you know this um, is you know, you've got to the, the, they've got to be the right deals. They've got to be the, you've got to bring together the right assets, the right management team, and the right uh, I guess thesis for how you play this market. So do you, do you see that? Do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And, and to be honest, was that the only thing that we agreed with, with the hostile approach was there need, did need to be more consolidation in the space. There yeah. used to be 30 something royalty companies, most of which were pretty small. They just doesn't need to be that many. Um, I think the way we always think about it is, is relative contribution. Mm. So what, what does each side bring to the table? So if we're bringing revenue, then the other side would need to be bringing high quality development assets. Yeah. It's, it's really portfolio theory. So what are, what are we building in? Um, and then then you can have more difficult conversations about you know management teams and, and where we go. But it really to think about it as like, what, are the, what does the combined portfolio look like? And don't yeah. be too precious about valuation. Yeah, and so, you, no, I definitely agree with that. Um, it, like, and I, like, I don't want to kind of bring it back to the kind of hostile situation as well, but it, was, it seems to be a sort of, there's a slightly crazed market about two, three years ago, you know, lots of, sentiment and emotion rather than fundamentals which is never a good recipe in the long run is it no no i think i think there was certainly uh, certainly a couple of groups that were trying to yeah. roll up the space um and and there were there were some deals done and we, again we're very supportive of that i think that probably won't happen again um certainly with our shareholder base and mm. um would definitely have to be anything would have to be friendly um but uh, I think, yeah, it's, I think we've all taken a bit of a step back from, from where we were two years ago. Right. Uh, having a, a real look at where the market is. Right. Okay. So let's, let's look about what optionality you've got. You've got, you've got some credit available to yes. you. Yep. You've got some revenue coming in. Very nice. Well, coming. No, 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 for sure. So, you know, so. Um, I think, so definitely we've got, so $10 million in the bank. We've got another $10 million available with our new facility with National and CIBC. So we turned... LIBOR plus 9% interest into LIBOR plus 3% yeah. interest, so automatically saving a million and a half dollars a year with the major banks. Yeah. Um, we also have some milestone payments. So we sold uh, the Altus's uh, DEBA project uh, to our Allied Gold. So that will be direct uh, mill feed into, into Sadiola. Uh, we'll get up to $5 million in milestone payments over the next 24 months from them. Uh, we'll also get the settlement from Ming. Um, so that's that's going to be uh, that's coming soon. So I think the market there's there's not enough credit in terms of actually how much capital we're going to have to deploy over the next eighteen months. Right, and you deployed what twenty five last year. Yeah, it was a good year. It was, good it was year. A really good year for deployment, but, but the right type yes. of deployment, not trying to get noticed. Just do deals for the sake of getting noticed, and maybe get, doing deals for the sake of hoping for yeah. some kind of multiple to magically be bestowed upon you. So th these are creative deals that you know. Um, I, I guess you're building an annuity stream of cash. Here. That's that's what you're trying to do here and the multiples will follow. 
in terms of this year, because it gets harder and harder, and it, there's a lot of competition because there's a lot of different type of money out there at the end of the day, right? So how are you competing against your peers in terms of people who do exactly what you do yes. and this alternative financing environment which we find ourselves in? Yeah, absolutely, and there have been, certainly on the private side, there's been there's been a bit more competition uh, yeah. that we've seen, and we've seen them in some of the some of the deals that we've tried to do. I think what sets us apart is the quality of our portfolio yeah. and our ability to, to use our paper. So, for example, the the cactus uh, acquisition that we uh, we acquired from RCF, yeah, um, we we originally proposed a mix of, of cash and equity, uh, and their proposal to us was actually all equity. So they looked at our portfolio and said, actually, we want we want to be part of that. We want to be shareholders in you guys. So I think that does differentiate us from say some of the competition we're seeing from the private space. Well, industry endorsement for a time. No, they're good guys. Yeah. And potential for repeat business too. They they have other royalties. So. Right, okay. And if I look at some of this alternative stuff that's kind of coming through, it's nice to be part of that crowd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I love love them all dearly. Yeah. But it's expensive and it can be punitive and in some cases terminal if, again, they're structured the wrong way for the company. So but desperate times, people do desperate things and make desperate decisions. Do you sort of see these new entrants making, maybe making mistakes? Do you see companies going for some of these kind of death-wild structures? Yeah, well, look, gosh, That's I hope we're not dead spiral. Not well, you no, guys, no, but no, 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 the competition. No, of yeah, it's, it's, if the capital markets stay the, the way they are, then this is inevitable. I mean, I, yeah. uh, I'm Australian. I hate, you know, hate royalties. Australian companies hate royalties, yeah. but you're seeing more and more of them, yeah. even down under, having to look at royalty finance because of just where, where the share prices are. I think they're so understood. It's, it's the ones like, so, I guess, like we would have constructed, not in terms of convertibles, but convertibles at the right stage is right for the company. If it's near-term revenue or in revenue, it, it can work. I think I'm seeing a lot of uh, early-stage developers go for them, which is worrying to me because they really hard to make those work correct i and, think and it can impact your ability for project finance later on yeah. you've got to be very careful not to encumber yeah. these uh, these little projects too much yeah i want to see companies explain those better as to why they've done that versus a traditional i think you know and it, you are now traditional what it was it was 25 30 years of streaming and royalties as, as an option out um but i think these yeah i think genius need, just need to be careful about all of this but in terms of the kind of competition in terms of you going in and pitching to these companies have you ever felt like the need to kind of over, just pay a little bit more because you'll sort of self out at the back end or have you got very stringent rules on that? No, 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 definitely not. So it's, it's very, it's, it's always asset by asset. Um, and you very happily pay a fuller price for the right asset in the right jurisdiction with the right management team, with yeah. the right shareholder base. Yeah. And that's where you do see some of those, um, you know, acquisition multiples are going to be a, a little higher, a little fuller priced. Yeah. But what do you get? You get free carry on all the exploration forever. You get upside, you get, um, for example, with one yon, yeah. they were supposed to produce 140,000 ounces a year. And their first year they produced 175,000 ounces. Yeah. You get that with a good management team. You tend to get surprised on the upside rather than the downside. Yeah. Now, if we're building out the portfolio with riskier or more development or earlier stage, then intrinsically, they're going to have to pay a lower price for those. Right. Okay. And you're looking at the market at the moment. Obviously, copper is 50% of the market, just generally for, for investors in terms of value mm. as well. Uh, copper, industrialization, EV thematic, you know, it's being banged out. It hasn't really kind of come through in 2023 380 i think we're at this week yeah um needs to get over four probably needs to be four and a half to get really really interesting so but as a long-term thematic you think are you going to see yourself doing more copper deals or are you sticking with a gold so we've got to be gold gold focused is very important to yeah us. it's important to our shareholders important to us as a team but no we were very bullish on copper right. um, and identified that cactus is that because it's byproduct of some of the deals that you do or no straight, so, so, straight copper yeah deals? they're all there they're all primary they're all primary copper yeah um, assets nowhere where we're, we're 
very much believers. I don't think you'll see us going out and doing a graphite royalty. We try and be less thematic. Right. Um, but no, very strong believers in copper, and, and that's why we targeted um, the acquisition of cact- cactus royalty with, right, okay. with Arizona. Sorry. And I know that's your focus, but do you have any kind of commentary on some of the other other uh, metals? Like other precedents, silver has had a tough one. Yep. But I'm sort of hearing rumblings that people are, well, the finance guys yeah, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the brokers are talking, it's usually a good six-month indicator that something's going to happen. The expectation of silver is going to come back into vogue. How do you feel about I that? I don't think silver has been oversold. I don't. I, I can see why there has been a bit of a disconnect between that gold and silver ratio. Yeah. Because, I mean, most of the world's silver production comes out of people that don't care Secondary, how yeah, much yeah. the price of silver is. Yeah. That said, yeah. it does feel very oversold where we are now, and I don't think we're where it's in the low 20s. I think there's, there's room to grow there for sure. We don't really have any direct silver in the portfolio. Yeah. I think that would get to a point where if we were looking at streaming and things like that, then we would have to take a stronger look at where we think silver is. Right. But it's a different asset class to gold, I think. Yeah, yeah no, for sure, for sure. I was just always intrigued about a lot of people like to you know associate gold and silver in terms of the way silver behaves. Yeah with gold. Um, but it was always the way with platinum as well. Yeah. Like the, 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 you know, they thought they sort of traded together and then that obviously disconnected very yeah, quickly. Yeah. So um, it's a different, there's a different case to be made it's there. Fun, but, it's a funny market. Like, yeah. you, come on, you're, you're a finance guy through, through and through, right? And if you, if you look at the sort of disconnect between equities and commodity prices oh, and yeah. the behavior of equities, especially with gold, um, in terms of a market like this, our rules, when we were in banking, you just said, well, market's saying this, gold's going to react. I know exactly how gold's going to react. It didn't. Prices moved to 2000, just over 2000. Margins contracted. Costs. Yeah, yeah exactly right. And you're like, well, at best, we're kind of range bound as we always were. So we're not making much more money. I don't think we are. Certainly not from what I'm hearing from CEO no. producers. Um, it's a funny market. Is something going to change this year? If, if so, what are, what are the kind of uh, things that are maybe going to release the, the value? Well, I think I think it's just got to demonstrate that that you can, gen, miners can generate free cash flow. I mean, the the reason why gold price goes up ten percent and share prices go down thirty percent is that people just don't believe that that margin is there, that, that yeah. the contraction is going to happen. Greatest yeah. opportunity for us, yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, with um, prices where they are, you know, yeah. the alternative sources of finance become you know more yeah. attractive. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I just don't think the market believes that the the gold miner is going to make any money. Yeah, it's a tough one. In, in, in a meaningful way, a meaningful way, you guys don't don't mind as long as the company doesn't go bust. As long as they keep right. producing gold, so it's, it's all, all copper. It, it, it's kind of all good. Um, right. Okay, you're helping me out here. It's my investing for this year. So if I'm again looking out to, to this year, uh, what can we expect to see from you guys? What's going to be important to you? What are you looking out for? And not just in terms of deploying capital, but in terms of reacting to market drivers. Yeah. So I mean, the key the key drivers this year are are, are uh, going to be actually from the Altus side. So right. we've got uh, Deba that we sold to Allied Gold. They've uh, Allied have committed to the twelve million dollar haul road. So we'll get production from that this year. We have a royalty on Bonacro, which is also Allied um, uh, Gold. They're now in the main pit, which is covered by the royalty. We're going to see that at full run rate this year. So that's really where the growth the growth of the portfolio comes from. Um, I think. We're also going to be looking to, as you say, deploy um, significant amounts of capital, um, whether that is existing royalties or potentially looking at new new royalties. Um, and I think consolidation continues to be a theme. So we've always got to look at look at our peers and where we sit. Um, but I think to get to the size and 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 scale of where we need to get to, yeah. then there needs to be further consolidations. Right. Okay. And that's not a, not an admission that you're going to be necessarily buying anything tomorrow, but it's on the table I, that you guys have to think about these everybody's things. Everybody's talking. Yeah. Okay. Um, and if, okay, so I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to work out how I distinguish you from the rest who say 
exactly the same things, right? The portfolio looks different, but here's the thing, not even brokers, not even bankers really can look down your 90 assets yeah, and go, let me understand each one of those individually. They just give you a kind of rough wash over and go, okay, it's sort of something like this. And if they do that with everyone, it's very hard, it becomes very gray and murky. And I wanna know it fundamentally why you're different from the others in, in your sort of size category. Yeah, I mean, the asset handbook that we uh, we just put out, the team Powerful. did a phenomenal work on that. I think it looks, yeah. it looks really good. Yeah. Um, it's the quality of the assets. It's the quality of the operators um, mm. that, I, that we have London Mining, uh, that we have Capricorn Metals. I don't need to worry about. They don't keep me up awake at night. It's just underpinned by high-quality producing assets. Yeah. And then what that does is that gives us then a platform to grow. Right. So then we can use, we can use the, the, the equity that we have now, right. springboard off we have. Right, so re revenue, near-term revenue, and then de intelligent deployment of capital, which gives you a multiple return on that dollar invested. Always chasing those accreting of acquisitions. Right, it, but it's interesting how the market measures or uses that phrase accreting. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and value, et cetera. So it's, I think it's, the handbook is really, really helpful, and I think it's a good start if more companies did that and kind of held accountable to those things. I think it'd be easier to distinguish um, good quality versus just along for the ride yeah that's yeah we're definitely not along for the ride i don't think we have ever been busier it is a lot a lot going on so good. we're well, in a really let, good place i'll let you get back down there yeah absolutely good well done you. yeah thank you very much for coming in um before seeing you later this year can't wait <laughs>